now. This week in sport history. April the 12th, 2013, and the New York Yankees turn one of the more complicated triple plays in MLB history. Try to keep up with me on this one. With runners on first and second base in the top of the eighth inning, Baltimore Orioles batter Manny Machado hit a sharp one hopper to Yankee second baseman Robinson Cano. Cano fielded the ball and threw to shortstop Jason Nix, which forced base runner Nick Markakis for the first out. Now, to explain this, because Machado was heading to first base, the runners on first and second had to run, but Nick's tagged second base, thus forcing Markakis out. Now, instead of throwing to first base for a routine double play, Nick's opted to throw to third baseman Kevin Uchilis, catching base runner Alexi Casilla between second and third. Uchilis chased Casilla back towards second and threw to Nick's, who returned the throw to Uchilis, who tagged Casilla for the second out. See what I mean? Confusing. Oh, it's, it's great to watch, though. I can encourage people to seek it. Uchilis then threw to first baseman Lyle Overbay, catching Machado in a rundown between first and second. Overbay threw back to Cano, who tagged Machado, sliding into second base for the third out. The play was scored 4-6-5-6-5-3-4 in honour of the numbers of each position of the players that fielded the ball. The first time in Major League history a play of that kind had happened and probably the only time it ever will. It is very much worth looking for on YouTube. It is ridiculous. And the Yankees won the game 5-2. to two. To follow the baseball lead, obviously the season started very recently. April 15th, 1947, Jackie Robinson became the first African-American to play Major League Baseball, breaking what was known as the baseball colour line when he suited up for the Brooklyn Dodgers at first base. Dodgers manager Branch Rickey told Robinson when he signed him, I need a player who has the guts not to fight back, presumably expecting there to be race-related issues. He was right. Robinson was harassed by fans and constantly had the ball thrown at him by opposing teams, some of whom threatened to strike if the league allowed Robinson to play. Thankfully, National League President Ford Frick and Commissioner Happy Chandler, awesome names, great names, stood up for Robinson, informing players that they would be suspended if they did in fact strike. In his first game, Robinson reached base on an error in the seventh innings and scored the go-ahead run in a 5-3 win over the Boston Braves. He went on to win the first ever Rookie of the Year at age 28 or 29, if I'm not mistaken, and finished fifth in MVP voting with 12 home runs, 48 RBIs, 175 hits, a 297 batting average, and he also led the league with 29 stolen bases. On top of his Rookie of the Year award, over his career, he was an All-Star six times, the 1949 MVP, a 1955 World Series champion, and of course, a first ballot Hall of Famer. To commemorate all he did for breaking down the walls for African-American athletes, each team wears number 42 on the 15th of April each year to celebrate Jackie Robinson Day, this year, the 75th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And April 17th, 1976, it's all baseball this week! Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like we said. One of the greatest National League comebacks ever. At the bottom of the third inning, the Philadelphia Phillies trailed the Chicago Cubs 12-1 to before rallying to win the game 18-16 in 10 innings at Wrigley Field. The Phillies were still behind 13-4 going into the seventh inning before scoring 3-5-3 three, and three in the seventh, eighth and ninth to tie the game before piling on another three in the tenth for the win. At 1-3 coming into the game, the Phillies' struggles were highlighted by two-time defending National League home run king Mike Schmidt. He had just one home run and was hitting a woeful 167 with nine strikeouts from 18 at-bats. He'd also sustained a finger injury in Montreal a few days earlier and was struggling to even grip the bat. So he borrowed teammate Tony Taylor's bat, which was shorter and lighter, and he unloaded in the 5th, 7th, 8th, and 10th innings with four home runs in four consecutive at-bats. 
This was just the 11th four home run game in major league history and joined Bobby Lowe in 1894, Lou Gehrig in 1932 and Rocky Colavito in 1959 as the only players to hit four consecutive homers. At the same time, his batting average went from 167 <laughs> to 333. Insane. <laughs> Nearly doubled. The Phillies would go on a run and at one point were 81 and 39 before finishing the season 101 and 61 before losing 3-0 to the eventual champion Cincinnati Reds, who went undefeated in the postseason. No mean feat. Mm-hmm. This Week in Sport History. Thanks for listening to this Sport Blokes segment. Why not listen to the full episode and check out their Twitter, at Sport Blokes. Oh,